Welcome to New Hope Underground. Today's episode is entitled, 10 Years of Pizza, and Starbucks for Men. And now here are your hosts, Darren Hanson, and filling in for Tyler Yoakum is Drew Hanson. And now, not only for your entertainment, but for your enlightenment and the graciousness of life. The graciousness to life? I don't know, it's not one of those. It is New Hope Underground. Underground time. Yeah, well, I thought you were doing like a theme song thing, like, remember? Uh, oh, yeah. To the end. It's New Hope Underground. Bum, 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 bum. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I think that's, is that Monday Night Football? That's Monday Night Football, man. It's been a while. Yeah, hopefully we don't get in any, any trouble for that. Oh yeah, just it's copyrighted. Us going dunna dunna. <laughs> I think they, I think they have that written in somewhere in some sort of contract. I think for ESPN. Actually, I think they'd be proud of the fact. Wait, that that's we could not do ESPN. That. No, that's uh, what well, is now. Oh, Monday is Night it? Football is ESPN. Man, I used to, be, used to be ABC. I haven't paid attention to NFL since you know the great Marvin Harrison played for the Colts and Peyton Manning. I know, but this year they have Phil, we have Philip Rivers. Oh, yeah, so the Phil. Calls. They got Phil. Hey, by the way, I'm Darren Hansen. I'm Drew Hansen. And you're co-hosting. Yeah, I'm the co-host. I'm filling in for the infamous. Unflappable. Um, inc- Incredulous. Somewhat dignified. A vegan. Chipotle lover. And lover of puppets. And dogs. Oh, yeah, he does love dogs. Especially one, Daisy. Tyler Yoakum. Anyway, Tyler Yoakum. Anyway, most of the people were li- that are listening probably have no idea who we are anyway, let alone Tyler. So it doesn't really matter, I guess. You know, because we're, we're just expanding our our audience so quickly. See, but it's gone I, so global. I disagree with you. I think people are connecting with us. They definitely feel like they know us. That's why we're going global. I don't even know us. Uh, How can we expect someone who's just listening on the other side of the globe to know us? See that's that's leading into a philosophical question. How do we even know? That's what we why know? we're here, we're Drew. Here. This is New Hope Church, and it's underground, which means it's behind the scenes. Behind you know, behind the scenes of New Hope Church, which means that it's not a real churchy podcast. You understand what I mean? Churchy, yeah, yeah, I get it. I mean, we're people in the church, and we're we're having a podcast, having a good time. We're talking to other people in the church and talking about stuff that hopefully is apropos for everyone, however, not just the church yeah, people. Yeah, I think I think the best way to look at it is like, you know, people in the church. So emphasize people. Uh, the church is still there, just a little less emphasis on the church. Yeah, part. I mean, we can't help but talk about it. It's part you know, of who a little we bit, are. But at the same time, I would, I would like to think that we bring an entertainment value to to the world. You know what? People want to connect with people, especially right now. So... You know, connect with the church this is just one way to do it. I don't mind you connecting with me as long as you wear a mask and you're six feet apart. Hey, I'm triggered. <laughs> now, that's a millennial phrase, if I ever heard one. Is it? Yes. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. What you think? Millennials uh, could probably take that. Sure, I've never heard that uh, phrase Gen just in my generation. Z, Gen Z would probably shorten it somehow and be like, I've been trigged. I don't know. Just <laughs> mean trigonometry. <laughs> <laughs> I never, I never took trig. I'm not smart enough for that. So you've had a good week. I've, I've had a great week. It's been busy. It's been an interesting time. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, your son, your little son, youngest son, my youngest brother got married this last Saturday. Congrats to Brady and Michaela. Thank Love you guys. Exactly. And they listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Michaela's a big fan. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'm hoping she's gonna actually be a kind of working. A little bit part time for New Hope Underground. No way. Yeah. What is she doing? She's gonna help with the social media. Oh, that's perfect. So, very excited about we're that. We're terrible because, at that stuff. Yes, we're and terrible we've talked at it. about that. Terrible at it. Know it, own it, and hire it out. <laughs> no, that's that's great. That's just good leadership. Empowering others. We need a Gen Zer in there. Yeah, uh, someone who knows what's going on because we sure as heck don't. That's exactly right. Hey, I tell you what, I do know. What's that? News stories. Good news stories. That and I display that every week on this podcast. If there's one thing I know about you is that you're going to hit us with the news. Exactly right. Good news. Good. The good Funny news. news. Not only Fun the news. Not only the gospel, but news that is just so <laughs> bizarre around the world. Not only the good news, but yeah. but good news. The, the good news yeah. and the good good news. That's right. Just some funny news. And this week I need to give 
you know, tip tip my hat basically mm-hmm. to Stephanie McKittrick. Oh, She's cool. the one that sent me this, and I. When she sent this to me, I just died laughing. I mean, I laughed so hard. And I told her, I'm so stealing this, and I'm going to use it this well, week. buckle up, Underground Nation. This is a news article. Uh, it's about a man in Belgium. Okay. And apparently, it's, it's entitled, "The Man, A Man Haunted by Mysterious Pizza Deliveries to His Home for Nearly a Decade. <laughs> That's right. What? This Belgian man has been receiving these mysterious pizzas that he's never ordered. He's never ordered him. For more than a decade. They and just keep showing up? It says, and I quote, while it may initially seem like an annoying prank, the victim says that he has received so many pizzas over the years that he shakes himself every time he hears a scooter coming down the street. <laughs> the victim? <laughs> yeah, the victim. Apparently, um, drivers will show up to at his house with pizza at all hours, day and night. And have been doing this for about a decade. <laughs> over, yeah, it's it's amazing. Man, I don't so, know if I feel sorry for him yet. They thought it was some kind of error in his address, and so he kept trying to contact these delivery places. But sometimes, even multiple times a day, they were delivering food that's, to his house. That's no coincidence. It's not just error. pizza places. Apparently, it's been other places too that deliver food. And while he thought. Maybe it was a mistake. They have found out since that a friend of his has been receiving similar deliveries. What? So apparently they think there's got to be some sort of connection, you know, that someone is pranking both of them, but it's been going on for 10 <laughs> years. <laughs> is this real? This is absolutely real. Okay, so a couple questions right off this the bat. This was on a major news outlet too. This wasn't just like... Uh, one of the, like one of the big ones? Yeah. This wasn't like some weird corner of the internet. It was on that too, but it was also on one of the big ones because I guess there's some uh, there's some credence to it. He says, "I can't sleep anymore. I start to shake every time I hear a scooter. I'm afraid <laughs> someone is coming to leave hot pizzas once again." <laughs> okay, couple questions right off the bat. Um, this has got to be. Wouldn't you think that this has got to be some sort of person who's highly skilled maybe hacking information right so it's this person and their friend so maybe well, hacking their computers or something like here's that here's what here's what i would say i mean for, here's i got a question before that one okay who's paying for it that was my second question that was my follow-up it's got to be someone who's highly skilled maybe a like uh well, what i'm like saying a is computer maybe hacker and someone who's in, incredibly wealthy but are they it doesn't really state are they showing up to his door and it's not paid for maybe they're just getting well is he having to pay for all this or is he being told? surely not and you you would think it's got to be someone else paying for it because they wouldn't keep coming to his door right if they weren't getting paid right yeah after you, he's complained you, well, over like, and over well like now when you order online you pay right then and there and you can even you can even leave the tip in on there as well no joke now there's there's two things that go through my mind first of all why didn't i think of this secondly why aren't i wealthy enough to do this because i would so do this <laughs> see this is classic it's I this guy know. is actually living in fear now from hearing pizza. scooters and Afraid his doorbell's gonna ring in late at night when he's in bed. Man, uh, another food delivery. He's obviously not a college student because that would have been amazing <laughs> during that. You know, when, like when I first got married. I would have well, see, this is for been someone go- to drop off pizza. Here's at the my thing: house. this has been going on for ten years. Yeah, that's. So I that, mean, I, he probably say, did, he probably didn't report it right away, right? Because it's just now becoming how, news. How long do you think he? It'd have to go. Before. I don't know, but apparently he's just he's at the point of fear now. He's it's like it's like there's something <laughs> there's something switched, something's changed. You think like, he goes to like to the the Brussels Police Department and like, oh here comes here comes uh, you know whatever his name, his name is Jean Jean that's in surprise. Here comes Jean again complaining about his free pizza. I know, and they're like, and oh, like, poor guy. He comes in every month, like the first Sunday of every month, and like here he comes again. I know, but. Why is it just? Why is it news now? That's my question. What? Why wasn't it news five years ago? Or 
See, it's maybe it's because he w- was fine with the food deliveries. Like he loved it. Maybe yeah, he's like, but now hey. he's like suffering from. He's trying to be, start a diet and stuff, and he's like, <laughs> you know that, or he's just flat out terrified now. I mean, he's just like, like I, I'm so sick of the doorbell ringing. Someone has my information, and they're not. They're like that's almost stalking, but like the nicest way you can do it. I think the other thing would be this. It's been going on so long, and he can't figure it out. He needs to just move. Like he's been canceling or like trying to cancel deliveries, mm-hmm. calling up all these places, and no one can figure out <laughs> why it keeps coming. Man, I feel like you should be able to organize some sort of stop all orders. How about a sting operation of some sort? Like when guy call somebody's got to call in to order it, right? Well, or make or it online. online. If, that's why I'm saying if he's a, like in a professional hacker, he's getting all his information and stuff and so hiding like his bot. tracks. He's there's, hiding like, his, there's like a bot just calling these places and ordering stuff he's, online. He's like hiding his electronic paper trails. You know what I mean? But what a prank. I mean, if you're paying for it. I know. You got to be wealthy So if this too. is a hacker, he could be paying. Wouldn't it be weird to find out if he was, he was paying for it, but he didn't know he was paying for it because the hacker was hacking into his accounts? Oh, maybe. Like his retirement account. And this conspiracy could go deep. Maybe, know, maybe I, if it's like some sort of like world or like government leader's son or something who's just like spoiled. He's like super rich, but really good with computers. It sounds like a good movie. It's all I'm saying. All I know is this. You know how you have that one thing when people says, "Where if you could live anywhere in the world, where would you want to live? Yeah. That's changed for me now after reading this. You're going to Belgium? I want to, I want to take this guy's house. I want to buy his house. <laughs> And I want. I won't complain. I will not. Oh, I man. I say right now. I will never complain about any delivery person that comes to my door for what, ten years, even even ten if, years. What if it was like I relish the scooter? What if it was like a decade of Casey's Pizza to your door? Like that's pretty. That's torture. I can always throw it out if I don't want it. <laughs> I can give it to a neighbor. Homeless. You could feed the homeless. Feed the homeless. Ten years of pizza. Yeah, throwing, I probably wouldn't throw it out. I do something creative with it. You'd eat it. Yeah. You'd and then I'd, I'd eat yeah. what I could <laughs> when, I, when I needed it. But I mean, when I, yeah, why complain? Why look a gift horse in the mouth, even if it is a prank? You know, as long as you're not the one paying for it. Man, this is top quality news. That's what I'm talking about. Stephanie, thank you so much. You made my day because that was hilarious. And I, I just can't, I just can't imagine uh, this whole situation. I really can't. And I would love to be in this situation, even though I can't imagine. I would sure love to be in this situation. Clowns says, uh, "What do you think about pineapple on pizza? Mm-hmm. Maybe you think he's like ordering the worst pizzas for him." Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. What if he just gets pizzas that just are basically inedible because they're so bad? Yeah, the they're toppings. like it's like tastes like the cardboard box it comes in. It's like anchovies and extra anchovies. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> like, about it. They read it like. Uh, Jean's extra anchovy pizza again. It's like everyone <laughs> in this community is annoyed with this guy. It's like, oh man, are you kidding me? Hamburger, anchovies, and Skittles? <laughs> Gross. What kind of pizza is that? Gross. You couldn't pay me. I, I wonder if that's part of the prank. You can, and he says it's, it's not just pizza now. It's other food groups, other food places, I mean. Mm. Yeah, a lot food, of places. <laughs> other food well, groups. Well, it was like, like Uber Eats and stuff. You can just get it from anywhere. Yeah, so over the 10 years, this prank has evolved hmm. according to how culture has evolved. That's, That's a heck of a prank. That's an elaborate prank. That's an elaborate prank, and it's a heck of a prank. And I, I have nothing but respect for the man. Exactly, me too. And I tell you what, if if I would have thought of this, I'm telling you, I w- and if I had the money, I would do it. But I don't, and I don't, so... Maybe someday I can retire to Belgium. That's my. I'll that's buy, now my on my bucket list. Or I could buy you a pizza sometime. Actually, we could just go visit this guy, and just that'd be interesting to interview him. It would get be, him in on the podcast. Just to hang out with him for a while yeah. and, and see who when the orders come and say, hey, well, you know, because he's not going to care about sharing the pizza. I just want to know what a day in his life is like. Like, what has it been? Yeah, what does he do for a living anyway? I don't know. It doesn't say anything. It doesn't give any personal details. But anyway, incredible story. I'm glad we're so, talking about it because that's not going to be front page, but it definitely should be. Hey, d- food delivery is it right now. You got DoorDash. Oh, yeah. I mean, I work in food service too part-time. And yeah. It's crazy right now. Do you guys deliver? Yeah, we started delivering. 
Like a lot of people that a lot of restaurants that didn't deliver are now delivering. Oh, yeah. So and uh there's a what do you call it? Not Uber Eats, DoorDash. DoorDash is in Effingham. Yeah. So So yeah. So what if you right now, if you could order anything right now, DoorDash, who would you order from? Oh, right now. Mm, uh, hurry, hurry, mm, hurry, mm, hurry, mm, hurry, uh, hurry, mm, hurry. Uh I would say Wendy's. Are you sure? No. Are you sure? No. Are you no. sure? I'm not. Okay. Yeah, me either. I don't really know. I'm on this. I'm back on the keto. So oh, keto diet. I can watch huh? it. Yeah. Hey, I guess I would just DoorDash the Unwitch from uh, Jimmy John's. There you go. There that's you go. But they don't. You don't need DoorDash. They deliver. So. Oh, that's right. They deliver on their own. They're free. I was trying pass. to think of a place that doesn't deliver. Uh, that's yeah, true. I was gonna say Don Pedro. Shout out to my Don Pedro people. They're awesome. Shout best, out. Best restaurant in town. Fantastic. They are. They're great. Now, well, we have a great show for you today. We have a culture comment coming up. It's going to be a good one. And we've got Dr. Reed once again. Hopefully, he's been stranded in traffic, actually. There's an accident out in the highway. Yeah, he's still not here. He still hasn't made it here, but we're hoping to make it. He'll make it here into our studio here in Effingham, Illinois. He hit a bear. The capital of podcast. (laughs) He probably did. (laughs) But um, hey, welcome to New Hope Underground. Now, some people, I just want to make this clear, some of you who are, attend New Hope, and maybe this is your first time listening to our podcast, and you're wondering, what in the world is going on? What is this about? That's I a just good li- question. I just listened to <laughs> 10 full minutes of nothing. That's a good question, Except it's listener. about some guy getting pizza delivered to him day and night. Let me tell you something. This is the way life needs to be. We need to... We need to energize each other with a little bit of humor and a little bit of fun. That's for sure. Yeah, don't take yourself too seriously. Exactly. Yeah. And a person, as a person who follows Jesus, I think that's extremely important. You know, definitely. I think he uh, he had a sense of humor. So, anyway, welcome to New Hope Underground. We're behind the scenes, and uh, we're going to be uh, heading on to some new discussions. Stay tuned. And now, Culture Comment with Drew Hansen. Hello, and welcome to Culture Comment, where we talk about culture, and I, Drew Hansen, comment on it. Yes, you do. We're you comment back. on it, you talk on it. That's what I'm here for, man. You do stuff with it. I take culture, I talk about it, and I analyze it from all different directions. I send it through my little Drew Hansen analyzer brain, yes. and I spit it out to give make sure it's you know an easy to... Um, what do you say? Easy to digest. Bites. Digest. Yeah, yeah, go. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it's, it's the Drew Hansen digest. We'll get right into it today. So, right. I was told at a young age, talk about what you know, right? Talk about what you know. Write about what you know. So, where I was thinking about what to talk about for the culture comment, there's so many things I could talk about right now. Culture is insane. <laughs> so. I just culture is insane. That that's a conversation there, in and of itself. There there's a topic there for sure, but I'm gonna steer away from that. Okay. Talk um, about what you know. Yeah. So if you know me, I'm a huge coffee fan. What? Huge coffee nerd. Come on, son. And I'm not just saying I need caffeine every day. I need I drink a lot of coffee. No, you're not. And I know no. this for a fact. No, I I totally nerd about it. Like you know how some people like nerd out about wine and it's terroirs and you know, the processing, I do that with coffee. I love it. So I got like a little chemistry type set in my in my kitchen, the kettles, <laughs> grinders, scales, different kinds of origins. I, I roast it. I brew it. I do all of it, man. Everybody who knows you knows this is true. I know. And it, your mom and I should have named you Brew instead of Drew. I would I would gladly take it. <laughs> I really would. I really would. Um, so in an effort to talk about what I know, I'm just going to get right into culture comments. So I, I, I ran across this viral kind of trend. I think I'm not too good with viral trends, but for some reason, it was about coffee. So I, I found it. So, so you're on it. So I'm on it. Yeah, I'm on it. Um, so there's this trend happening. I think like they'll take a video. It's like a prank of um, like wives on their, on their husbands or their girlfriends on their boyfriends, right? Okay. Their significant others. They'll go to the Starbucks drive-through. And they'll say, uh, they'll have the man ordering, right, in the driver's seat. And they'll say, hey, honey, or, order me a pinkity drinkity. And they're like, <laughs> they, without hesitation, 
order a pinkity drinkity in the in, in the drive through. A pinkity drinkity. <laughs> <laughs> and if wait a minute, that's not on the Starbucks menu. Yeah, see, this is yeah. the thing. If you're a girl, you know it's not on the Starbucks menu. But if you're a guy, you're just saying, yeah, that sounds like something. It sounds like something it, Starbucks would do. See, I, that's what I was thinking when you said I'll I take, wasn't exactly sure if it wasn't on there or not. So so they order it. I'll take a pinkity drinkity and a grande cold brew, something like that. And <laughs> the responses are like, wait, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> and then there's yeah. another pause after they realize they don't, they just sit, they don't know what they said. So they, they turn and look at the wife like, <laughs> what did you just make me say? <laughs> it's so funny. Anyways. Um, so this is like viral. I mean, people are making every... Yeah, making, it's it, just it, a prank. It's trying to get your husband or boyfriend to say pinkity, drinkity. Yeah, it's just some sort of stupid name that doesn't exist that make you know, macho men to say something really... Yes, yes. I just thought it was so funny, but, um, you know, I, I was a barista for years. I still am. So, so anybody ever try that with you when you were a barista, like pinkity drinkity? No, not that exactly. People would mess up the names mess of drinks the names, all the time, yeah. which is still common. Um, but I always thought it was funny how men, for some reason, okay, I actually looked up a study on this. Men drink more coffee, a lot more coffee than women, surprisingly so. But really, th- there's more women customers of Starbucks. Why is that? I I don't know what it is, but um, is because they have pinkity drinkities. They don't. That's the oh, thing. Okay. I think they have something <laughs> called a pink drink. I'm not sure at some point, but I I don't know. I don't I don't know. Have Starbucks? I mean, have you read anything about their marketing? I mean, are they purposely trying to go after women? No, I don't think so. Okay. I think their their whole thing has been like equality across the board. But I think it's a cultural thing in America specifically that like. These lattes and fancy drinks are kind of oh, womany, you know. I got you. They're feminine. A, feminine. Woman. Can you not explain this to me? Yeah, I never did understand this. I'll say, "Hey, I want a latte," and they're like, "You want that hot or cold?" Yeah, I'm like, "Well, hot. What? <laughs> a, what else is there?" You know, that's kind of a lame question because I thought latte was hot. See, is, uh, is there a cold latte? Ice latte. Yeah, they just pour it over ice. Oh, I guess I never really... Th- I thought it was a frap, frap, frap. Frappe, frappuccino, frap. Isn't it a frappe? That's blended, but that doesn't have espresso. Now, see, this is what confuses men see, right here. See, and this is my like point. Me. This is my point. Men, we drink coffee, but we we like to s- just keep it simple, like just black, make sure it tastes burnt. And well, not me- only that, but they try to... And here's the thing I refuse to do at Starbucks. I refuse to call their little names they have for small and large and stuff like that. You know what? I still use small, medium, large. I worked there and I also refused. So I get it (laughs) because grande means big. Um, Tall is their small, tall is their small, which means tall. Yeah. And then Venti. Venti means 20. Something like that. Yeah. It doesn't mean what you think it means. I don't know. Anyway. It's like they're trying to create their own language for it. And it's like, I'm sorry, that's not catching on. They've confused people. But also, men will use that as a crutch to not learn um, some 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 pretty basic coffee things. Well, I'm, no, they're I'm not going to say venti, pinkity, That's drinkity. That's fine. No, oh, definitely don't say pinkity, drinkity because it doesn't <laughs> exist. <laughs> but my challenge, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing feminine about knowing, you know, knowing a drink because I just don't want my fellow man to look. Stupid and say pinkity drinkity. So you're kind of st- you're kind of trying to take a stand here for the masculine side. There is a masculine side to coffee. Yeah, I think so, but I also don't think it should be a masculine versus feminine right, thing with but, coffee. So Starbucks is all about equality, but at the same time, it seems like they're leaning more feminine. Well, the the yeah, sometimes, but the culture just like okay. So I'll, is it the colors you think? colors have anything to do with it maybe i don't know is I it the fact that there's a woman on the logo no it's a mermaid same thing it's like a mythical creature i don't know maybe i don't know if they're mermans Mer- i guess there was in merman Zoolander. pop merman um oh, it was so, a merman pop well wh- okay when i worked at starbucks oftentimes i would get a guy that would come in by himself he's staring at his phone right trying to read right a text or something right before he orders and he just has this bewildered look like I don't know what to do next. And he he's like, I just want a coffee, <laughs> like a large coffee. Uh, nothing in it is fine. 
And then they would hand me their phone and say, will you just get this for my wife? Because <laughs> they wouldn't even read it. They don't want to read it. No, yeah. they don't They well, see, understand here's the thing. it. I'm not so sure it's feminine. I mean, around here anyway, I see tons of guys going in Starbucks. Yeah. And Taro Yoakam is a big Starbucks fan. Yeah. So but he's a cultured I, guy. He's yeah, a cultured guy. I don't, I'm not so sure it's like a male-female thing. But I do think men don't want to deal with all those extra words. Yeah, but I think once you learn the it's basics, the once you learn the basics of it, it comes real easy. It's not that difficult. But why would I want to learn Starbucks? Burbage? So you don't say pinkity drinkity or venti or venti. Not saying that. You don't have I'm to. Saying medium. You can see. You can say that's a large. Oh, it's a large. I'll say it's large. Just put in a little bit of effort at the forefront to learn about the basics, of, like what a latte is. Hot, it's hot or cold. Apparently, I didn't know the that. The sizes. I keep asking, why are you asking the, if it's hot or cold? That some of the like, most popular f- flavors. And then I think you'll be golden after that. Because a lot of people, they'll say latte and like, I'm out. What's the difference in that in a cappuccino? I don't know. I'm out. So just take a few minutes, learn about it, own now, that it, own that stuff. And then. Since you know coffee so well, what's your opinion of Starbucks coffee? It's terrible. <laughs> 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 but we're talking high culture at this point. No, it's. I'm a big fan of roasting coffee. So like yeah. you got to keep the biggest thing about roasting is freshness. So Starbucks just, it's impossible. When they're on that big of a scale, it's impossible to keep things super fresh. I see. I see. Yeah. You're getting your coffee four months later. So so it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of like a guy thing to say, hey, I've got a roaster in the basement. Yeah. Roaster. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Drink really bold coffee. <laughs> yeah. Really dark and bold coffees. Yeah, see, I don't know. I see. I like light roasted coffees too, and I don't know why it's manly to like dark roasted coffees. I, I don't know I don't why either. It. it doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I think it's just like back in the old days, cowboy coffee. You know, like going on the farm. I know, but it's not like it's manly man to go to KFC and just order dark meat. <laughs> no, it's not. You know what I mean? Like I don't it's understand. Not, it, the, it's weird. So all it's my like I'm a real man. I'll have a leg. <laughs> no, not, not eating that. No. Other white stuff. meat, the the uh, breast. <laughs> Not doing that. No, so I think I think my challenge is if you want to be a cultured man like Drew, which is culture comment, right? That's exactly right. Just just learn learn a little bit of the lingo. Don't say pickety drinkity. You know. Okay. Order the coffee for your wife with confidence. I do what this. I, I you've you sold me on it. You know, I'm I'm ready to maybe take a next step and try to learn some of the lingo. Uh huh. But I'm not saying venti. The wonderful world of zoology, anthropology, botany, entomology, herpetology. And now, the amazing mind of Dr. Reed. It's Dr. Reed. It's time for Dr. Reed. You know it. I'm here to talk about reptiles today. All right. Yeah, let's get to business. Herpetology. Herpetology. Is it one of your favorite ologies? It's absolutely. I'd say top three ologies. Really? Oh, yeah. All that. You're really into reptiles. There's a lot of reptiles. They're fascinating. Yeah, I kind of like furry stuff myself, furry animals. That's fair. Furry animals are cool, but... Scaly animals, hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, lions are furry. They're pretty scary. Is there like a word for a phobia of snakes? Snakeophobia? Y- yeah. Something like I think that. it's snakeophobia. That's it. <laughs> That's if it one. isn't, it should be. Just whatever it is, just add obia onto the end. Okay, I have that. Yeah, you got but, that. But I am That's interested fine. in hearing this. So what is it about uh, reptiles you want to talk about today? Yeah, well, I'm not sure if you heard, but... Quite possibly the largest reptile found in America was captured yesterday. What? Yes. Yesterday. So this is like hot news. This is this is hot news. This happened on June 10th. Oh, okay. So, so we're right up on it. Um, a man named Mike Kimmel of South Florida, also known as uh, the Python Cowboy. A Florida man. Of, of course, a Florida man. Who else but a Florida man? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You, let's, not, let's rewind. Yeah, yeah. A Python Cowboy? Yeah, he's going, he's, it's Florida, you know? I never thought of, okay, well, I'll hold my comments. Let's go ahead, okay, okay go ahead yeah, and yeah. tell the story. Okay, yeah. Okay, so the, the python cowboy, uh, the man himself caught a 17, over 17 foot long, they're still waiting on the official inch count. Good night. Weighing over 150 pound Burmese python in South Florida that was also guarding about 38 eggs. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, now wait, 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 quite wait a, a minute. 
Did you say Burmese python? I said Burmese python. Okay, okay, I got lots of questions here. Oh, that's fine. Bring. Let's, First of all, start. isn't a Burmese python named after because it's from Burma and Asia? Absolutely. What in the world is it doing in Florida? And I didn't know there were pythons in Florida. Is yeah. That, is that is that unusual? That's not unusual anymore, unfortunately. 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 Why has Florida become this like birthplace of pythons? Okay, so Florida has always been a state of of weirdos. Sorry, Florida people, but just look, you know, Google Florida man. We all <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, right. Exactly. Know. Exactly. Um, so for a long time before Hurricane Katrina, Florida was kind of primed as being like the spot for the illegal reptile trade, which doesn't sound like biz- business, but it would blow you away in how much money circulates through the black market reptile trade. What? Yeah, it's it's insane. People want want. Well, what does Hurricane Katrina have to do well, with it? And that's back in five, exactly, six or something. Exactly, exactly. People started getting all these snakes, reptiles, exotic animals as pets. But okay. when this hurricane happened, people left their homes, couldn't keep their animals. Their animals escaped. So thousands of snakes escaped. Exotic snakes, thousands. Yeah, and pythons largely have taken over because it's so. Such you a talk about people in New Orleans in that area. Uh, with the snakes? Yeah, absolutely. Something to do with voodoo and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, this, it's... Pretty, Mardi Gras snakes? Exactly, Mardi Gras snakes. They got, they got into the ocean. Yeah, yeah. Do they get into the ocean? No, no, they don't get into the ocean. What oh, they, okay. The, Florida is just perfect territory since it's tropical. Any Anything wet and humid is going to be amazing for pythons. So snakes pythons. actually migrated? Well, no, they were released, and then now they're on a very furious migration up north so what yeah this isn't going to be contained. just heading our way yeah we'll get a piece of it i'm sure oh no i mean maybe not so much in illinois it's not good for somebody that has snakeophobia yeah like no me. not at all luckily it's it's pretty cold so i don't think we'll have too much of a problem <laughs> but uh florida has no hope though i'm sorry florida okay now how big was this burmese python again? over over 17 feet oh my and gosh. over 150 pounds Okay. That's about the record right now, and so I'm sure it, since it's so close, I right. really want to figure it out. But so, what do we what do we do with this? Like, moving forward, mm-hmm. what is this? What's the herpetology community? Well, I think what everyone can community. learn from this is snakes make terrible pets. Don't have a snake as a pet. I agree. Yeah, I, I don't I, understand why. I had a friend in high school that had one. Yeah, like he had so, a pet boa constrictor, and see, he had a pet chicken. It's probably his fault. Yeah, maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> I always thought it was odd the combination of pets he had. Yeah. I, I, and he was in town. It wasn't yeah. like he was a country guy. No. And it was weird because, like, most of us had dogs or cats or hamsters or whatever. And mm-hmm. he had a, a, a boa and a chicken. And the chicken was in the yard. Yeah. And would chase you chase you if you came in the yard. It was like a watch chicken. I'm far more scared of chickens than I am most snakes. <laughs> I, and that's not a joke. Chickens are scared. So you're okay with a 17-foot Burmese python? You know, I, I will I will say that I've held large pythons, but I've never held a chicken. Okay, here, I got another question. How did this guy catch this thing? Well, he had to wrestle it with his bare hands. What? See, this dude works as... This is such He's a, a python cowboy. Exactly. This this is such a problem in Florida that there's TV shows dedicated to the idea of just <laughs> reptile hunters in Florida. This is okay. how much of a problem it is. Is there a show called Reptile Hunters? I'm I'm almost 100% sure that there is should a taken title. Yeah. yeah. If not, then yeah. So this is like a pastime. This is a pastime. It's a lot, a way a lot of people make a living there too. It's, so if anyone's gonna find a seventeen foot Burmese it's python, be this, it's, it's gonna be a Florida man. It's gonna be the it's gonna be the python. It's cowboy. gonna be the python cowboy. <laughs> yeah. So so he wrestled this thing for like twenty minutes, and was quoted as saying, uh, "She bit me. That's not good. I think she got an artery." No way. A hundred percent serious. Um. So is he in the hospital or? No, he he was fine. He went home. The the snake was uh, then you know moved to uh, an appropriate holding. Now place. pythons aren't poisonous, right? Pythons are. They're deaf- the ones. No. Th- they're the ones that that will hug you. I mean, what do you call it? Yes, they hug you to death. Hug you to death. They will squeeze you to death. <laughs> squeeze you to death. Yeah, which is which. Yeah. Which is not that scary. That's how I feel. So why would he jump on and want to start a fight with a python? Like just because. Yeah. For fame, I guess. For fame. Um. 
He doesn't want to catch a giant snake, right? That's I mean, because cool. if you think about it, we're just two guys in the middle of Illinois, and here we are talking about the python cowboy. I think So it worked. Yeah, it worked. Also, I think the reason he caught it is that thing had 38 eggs, and one of them is too much. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, I'm so glad contained. he did. Yeah. In other words, we all, we kind of are indebted to the Python Cowboy because yeah, yeah, could I, be. I think Florida almost deserves an apology. What do what do they the do with the eggs? What What do you mean the uh, the researchers? Yeah, you can probably scramble them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Not know. So That's sure. a really good question. They didn't talk about that. I don't know if they I think they know. would actually incubate them and try to hatch them. You know, I bet somebody like. At least it's in a controlled environment. Yeah, though. some I imagine someone would. You know, there's some guy on that on the cowboy the the Python Cowboys team who's like, I'll incubate those, I'll hatch it until the next hurricane. Oh, maybe that's part of the the scam here. He just gets the eggs, incubates them, and releases large pythons so he can catch them. In public. Only when a hurricane hits, because yeah, that yeah. way they could be spread out all over the place. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, that's all the time in Florida. Well, that makes sense. Everything's a hurricane. Well, I tell you what, it's been an interesting, uh, interesting uh, story. Oh yeah. And I, it kind of reminds me of the story, the story some guy was telling. I, I was reading about this Florida man who threw an alligator through a drive-through window, trying to hold up the place. That sounds strangely effective. <laughs> <laughs> People scattered. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I would run. But they're like, we're not giving you any, any money. We're gonna. You know, too busy running from the alligator. Yeah, yeah. They caught the guy really fast. Oh, and, yeah, sure. It's it's not that yeah. hard to find that guy. I know. Especially if he took the alligator with him. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So, uh, Dr. Reed, I mean, you've got, we've t- talked about murder hornets, yeah. mountain goats, uh-huh. Burmese python. What's next? Any idea? Just you, some options, like you know what's out there. There's you know there's all sorts of exciting realms of science out there, um, and, and I think it's largely just trying to figure out what what to do next is is just staying on the hot news. I think that would be the ticket. You know, yeah. I think maybe we need to start looking at uh, kangaroos. That fast, those fast, those fascinate me. I like kangaroos. I like there's, Australia. There's always cool kangaroo stories out there too. So. Oh, there are some amazing, amazing. Uh, kangaroo why, why can't there be like an infestation of kangaroos i think that would be cool that is it that is the thing is there oh is yeah it, I mean, yeah see kangaroos yeah, but are the florida, deer of but not Australia. In, but not here like in florida or no no you're right it's not our we our get, continent doesn't florida gets burmese pythons yeah instead of kangaroos y- yeah well that's florida <laughs> <laughs> well hey thanks dr reed huh, you know it glad i could be here Hey, guess what? What up? Next Monday, it, it comes in the mail. What? My You're... treadmill. Oh. Got a new treadmill. Nice. Pretty excited. What are you going to do with that? Nordic Track, by the way. Oh, name brand. Mm-hmm. That's the uh, Captain Crunch of treadmills. Exactly. Now, here's the thing. It has to be a Captain Crunch of treadmills because... I'm a pretty big guy, so I can't like get a cheap treadmill that's gonna fall. It'll fall apart on me pretty quick. Oh, don't you love that when you get a treadmill? It's just, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a big guy, and but I can run on a treadmill. I weigh like 160. I can. That's w- what my right leg weigh, weighs. <laughs> okay, 165. <laughs> I, f- I fluctuate. Oh yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, even those treadmills that I run on, some of them just shake, and this, nope, can't do it. Well, when you walk like myself, when I walk into a gym. And they have a sign on there that says, no weight over this, you know. That's kind of embarrassing. So, you know, if you're around that weight. <laughs> so, anyway, well, I had I get to get it. something that was sturdy, something that was going to last. The Captain Crunch of treadmills. I'm determined. Good for though, you. You know, I'm trying. So, anyway, that's coming up that's next awesome. Monday. So, I've got a, I'm a little worried about putting it together. The assembly. Yeah. It'd be so cool if they would just show up in my house with it already assembled. Yeah. I just don't think that's going to happen. I feel like if you're paying a pretty penny. But it's got it's got the screen and everything. I mean, like, you can run through Thailand and stuff like that. Ooh. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like virtual tracks. Yeah, only Thailand. 
But the only time. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's other places. Like you can pick places to run like on the track. Nordic track is based in Thailand. Didn't even know. Yeah, it's just, I mean, there's just different places that you can put on the screen there. I don't. I was in one gym one time. The treadmill was so fancy. It actually had avatars for you and other people, and they had your name and what country you're from above your head, and you're on the same track with people running past them or walking past them or them passing you. Oh, interesting. So you're like, hey, there's Joe from Canada. That just It's like know. virtual reality. All these different treadmill. countries. Yeah, it was really weird. <laughs> it was really it was a weird feeling, but it was kind of cool because I found myself watching it so much, I didn't realize, oh, wow, I've already went two miles, you know, or something. Right, like, you right. Know? So I guess that's the point. Huh. I have to try that out, but then again, I'd have to run, and I don't know. Yeah. You ever... So, do you like treadmills or do you like walking outside? I prefer walking outside. Yeah. Yeah. You don't like treadmills? Uh, Why don't you like treadmills? I don't know. I just, the, I just don't like staring at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, you'll like mine because it's got a screen that changes. Yeah, that, that might be cool because the only display I've, I've ever used is just like your distance, your calories, your heart rate, all that stuff. And I just find myself staring at it, I'm like get to 1.5 miles or whatever I'm running, but just get there as fast as possible. And it uh, takes forever. I like treadmills just because I don't know. I, don't, I can quit whenever I want, and you're still at home. That's true. <laughs> There's no worrying about. Uh, like, do I right. have to turn around now? It's or like not? that joke that said that that guy is up to 10 miles a day. Seven days later, he was 70, 70 miles away from home. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I, so anyway, yeah. but I, I like them, but yeah, I mean, you can you can stay in one place, which some people hate and some people like. I, I don't mind it at all, as long as I have something to do, you know, whatever. Yeah. Music to listen to. Or, or a podcast. Or a podcast to listen wink, to while you work wink, out. Nudge, nudge. Huh? 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 <laughs> so anyway, I was thinking uh, along the lines of sometimes, this is my little Jesus talk, ready? Bring it. Sometimes it's my favorite part. Do it. <laughs> sometimes you can get in your a spiritual life is kind of like a treadmill. How so? Well, I mean, you can you feel like you're just kind of walking along, but not really going anywhere. Yeah, definitely. You know I can mean? relate like, to that. And i I've had some people who have told me now, this is why I, th- I find I find this interesting. Um, and I I hope everybody listens to me. They don't jump to conclusions about what I'm going to say. Hold out until we get. Till we get done a little sure. bit, but I've heard some people say that. Well, if you want to, if you want to have a good spiritual life, then you got to get up at a certain time in the morning. You got to read your Bible so many times a day, or whatever, praise every so many times a day, or whatever. There's they're very formulaic in yeah, the way they. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. All right. Yeah, I was going to say some of the best times in my walk has been in those times I've set aside. You know. Right, and there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I think that sometimes if you find yourself, even if you're doing all those things and doing them every single day, it can get to where they don't mean, it doesn't mean much. It's a habit. It's kind of like taking a pill. Sure. Sometimes. And you forget why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. So every once in a while, you need to shake it up. You know, okay. Shake it up. Go outside and walk mm-hmm. spiritually. You know, uh, go run a different course. Go to Thailand, your spiritual life. In other words, switch it up a little bit, change some things. And sometimes I think people, I think sometimes we don't necessarily embrace spiritual conversations with other people as being something that really helps our spiritual life. Mm-hmm. We see we don't see that as, as sacred, if you will, as we do like a Bible reading or a prayer time. But I, I do, I think it's extremely sacred. Sure. You know, and I think, so I want to encourage you to get off the spiritual treadmill if you feel like that sometimes you know shake it up a little bit you yeah know, and, i mean uh, try I mean, some different things even jesus i mean you know he we always talk about how he set aside time to pray but really i mean his whole life looked like all sorts of different you know spiritual you know encounters adventures so, yeah adventures <laughs> for real he'd be in the garden praying by himself all through the night but he'd also be in a crowd of five thousand hanging out there's a reason why he needed those quiet times is because he was so busy with people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love when he said when he came, he was trying to get away from the crowds and the crowds met him. They ran all the way around the lake and he got out, he got out of the boat on the other side of the lake and he said he looked upon them 
and had compassion on them because they looked like they were sheep without a shepherd. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that was that was really cool. So he it says that even though he was tired and everything else, he still st- spent time healing and caring for people. Now, it's amazing how many ministry experiences God will put right in front of your face when you're on that spiritual treadmill, mm-hmm. when you don't feel like things are going so well. And I, I want to I want to think for just let you you know think on this for a second. Is it possible that God's doing that on purpose? Like He's actually giving you some opportunities to talk to someone or love on somebody or vice versa a little bit uh, because you need it. You need shocked in your system a little mm-hmm. bit, reminded about why you do what you do. And it's not just about doing the things of prayer and Bible study. It's about acknowledging the fact that those are great things, but the one we're worshiping is Jesus, not our actual schedule. Yes, could not agree more. So get off your spiritual treadmill. That's Jesus' talk. Shake, shake it up. 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 Mint chocolate chip. Mint chocolate chip. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Um, hey, Off, Office fans will get that. <laughs> Which, yeah, I, I think they will, and I think people who who watch that and get it will be the ones listening to us anyway. Yeah, definitely. But anyway, hey, I've got a quick uh, announcement, and that is, guess what? It's Sunday, June 14th. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It's your sister's 30th birthday. My sister turns three. Shout zero. out to Bethany Barry, uh-huh. who I don't mean 30 to make, years old. Which is crazy, I'm sure, from your perspective. Very crazy. And I don't mean to make this about me. Her birthday, but I'm going to. So, <laughs> so I'm. She's the sibling I'm closest to in age. Right. So it's coming for me. It's coming. And I'm thirties. I've coming. been freaking out since I was twenty. That's just my personality. Thirties are coming. I'm always. I don't know. I'm a four in the enneagram, so I'm always taking things dramatically. I'm like, man, I, I have a quarter life crisis every couple of years. <laughs> in the mind of Emily Dickinson, yes, the carriage exactly. is coming. Your carriage awaits. Yeah. See, that's the kind of that's the kind of stuff that goes through my head. I like solemnly look out the window and ponder upon life's existence and the things that I'll have to tackle when I'm 30 years old and what that means for me and for everyone else. Like, who thinks like that? Yeah, I do. I'll be honest. 30 hit me kind of hard. Yeah, I'm a little nervous. Forty didn't, and fifty didn't as much. But whatever. Well, fifty hit. It was it was different. It was different. I'm feeling honestly. I'm feeling a little better lately about it, because you know maybe it's the fact that Bethany's turning thirty, and my wife is right there too this year. So there you go. Oh, the women in your life are turning thirty ahead of you. And and there's so much solace. There's so much better people than I am. (laughs) Like so. Anyway, it's her birthday, June fourteenth. But however, as far as New Hope Church is concerned. We have worship on the lawn, yes. 6.30 p.m., June 14th, Sunday evening, this next Sunday, right outside here at the Effingham campus. Now, are people in sitting, the lawn. sitting, they're you, not sitting in their cars. They're you bring a lawn, lawn chair. chair. Bring a lawn chair. Respect distance. We're going to have co- communion and some things, but it's going to be, you know, well done and well planned. Uh, so expect a little distance, you know, and everything. We'll, we'll be safe. But it's outside, and it's going to be a great time, and we need to get to see each other again. And so. I'll be on the worship team, so there's that. There you go. There's that. Also, we're going to be announcing at Worship on the on the Lawn, we're going to be announcing the date of our reopening on Sunday morning. Bum, bum, bum. I hate saying reopening because that makes it sound like the church is closed. Like grand, the church has grand never reopening. been closed. But I mean Sunday mornings will start back up or again. It's we'll like announce a, the date for that. Or it's like a furniture store. It's like grand grand reopening or something. Right. We're talking specifically about the gathering, the gathering on in our campus buildings, for the sake of the bigger group, and that we'll, we'll talk about when that's going to start up again. Okay, now we're going to do something I haven't done in a while: the shoutouts. I don't know if you've been here since. Yeah, I know the shoutouts. We've done a couple. Okay, shoutouts. Basically, I just love to do shoutouts at the end of the an episode every once in a while, to just just to recognize people who are doing some incredible things for mm-hmm. other people. And so I want to give a shout out. This, now, these are more in general, but uh, every once in a while, we order Aldi's food and we we uh, get a someone to to bring it for us. There's like a company that you can right, order right. through and we like always get some local people that, that, that shop for us and bring it. And they're awesome. They've been so polite and they've been so great at really quick. One guy has even given us thank you cards in our sacks 
colored in by his kids. And your socks? Socks. Oh. Socks. <laughs> why would I get socks I from all know. these? That's why. That's why I was questioning. And like your grocery bags. Go- yeah, the socks. Okay. You know what socks are, right? Yeah, I okay. just thought you said socks. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just messing. So with with the socks or the grocery bags, we will find a thank you card in there, and it's like all coded in by his kids. So it's really cool. I just think the personal touch. So shout out to that is really all the cool. people who do that kind of delivery service. And then also a shout out to our favorite restaurants that are now starting to reopen a little bit. And you had a chance to eat at one, and I've had a chance to eat at one. Don Pedro is back. They opened up. They're in downtown location. They're my favorite. I love those people. They're so good. They're great people. It's great food. And El Rancherito here in town. I love it. And uh, good friend Christian out there who works his tail off. He's a cool. He's like the nicest waiter. Incredible guys out there. All, all the everybody who works out there is inc- incredible. So, and they're open. I got a chance to eat there. So that was awesome. So welcome back, you guys. So I have one more shout out, and that's to all the people who've been making prove it videos for our church at home you thing the best. on Sundays. You the best. I've been texting people the last minute and saying, "Oh, we're short on videos. Can you help us out with this prove it challenge? Whether it's scaring somebody in your family or." The bottle flip, I think what pet tricks, different things we've been right. doing. Uh, this week we're doing like a uh, whipped cream challenge. But no matter what I've sent out there, people have, have responded and sent in videos. There's so many people, I can't even just list all their names, but I really, really am thankful for you just jumping on board and doing that. I guess I could give a shout out quick to Derek Davis because he's done a two or three videos, yeah, and really helped out. As, in the, as the as the kids say, y'all the real MVP. <laughs> as the kids say. Hey, thanks, Derek. No, it's been great. We've had a, a great, great time today. And we have been ending the podcast on the top three things to do when you're bored. But we got bored with that. Yeah, I think that's that's totally fair to say. So what do you do when you get bored with the top three things that of boredom? You, you, you just it. quit it. Yeah. Don't do it anymore. Go, go find something else to do. Exactly. So let's just stop it. Yeah. 